Okay, great. So, hi guys, I'm Danielle Lapointe. I'm a missionary in the Shalom Catholic community here in Boston in the United States. And I am here today with Jamili Pandolfo Lima. No, Pand Jamili Lima Pandolfo. Lima Pandolfo, yes. <laughs> and just to hear her story about why she became a missionary and the story of her life. And Jamili, I've known you for like, I guess four or five years now. And I know yeah. a lot of parts of your story, but I haven't heard like the whole thing in sequence. So I'm so excited to like hear from you um, about your missionary life. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Dani. This is a great thing. Um, yeah, so for those who do not know me, um, my name is Jamila, and I have been a missionary, I guess, for almost 12 years now. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm also an architect, and uh, currently I, I work here for the Archdiocese of Boston. I live in Somerville. I am married, um, got married in the last summer. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm very grateful to be here. Awesome. So you've been a missionary for 12 years. Yes. And so I guess, so that was when you were how old, when you first became a missionary? So I became a missionary when I just turned 21. Okay. And, uh, and that was when I left to go on my first mission. That was not my current city um and I that's when I went to Italy so at the same time that I was just starting to become a missionary I was also um sent to go to another country and that was I would say one of the most unbelievable uh years of my life it was so great to live this experience and to have the opportunity to be a missionary not anymore in my own city but um in another country a different culture meeting new people it, it was wonderful awesome so you you grew up in Brazil, yeah. Okay. So I grew up I grew up in Brazil. Um, my my mom she's part of the community. My dad he he's not. He was he was always very close. I would say. Um, I have two brothers. They are older than me. Um, they are not part of the community. Um, and I guess because I studied at Shalom School, so in, in Brazil, where the, where the community was born in Fortaleza, we have um, a school uh, that goes like from, I would say, I think daycare until uh, high school. And so most of my years, I studied at Shalom School until I left to go to, a, to another school for a high school. But I was always very close to the community because of the school, because my mom, she was part of the community, but I couldn't quite understand what to be a missionary was. I just knew that I was very close to God in a way that the community was providing me this, but I, I didn't really know what, what to be a missionary was. Okay. So you grew up like going to Shalom school, you knew you were involved in the community, but you weren't like, oh, I want to be a missionary when I grow up. Yeah, no, I, it's funny because I never thought actually that I would be a missionary. I didn't even know what that was, um, to be honest with you. I knew that some people that I knew, like many of them, they were part of the community, but I didn't know that being part of the community was actually to be a missionary. I just... I think when I was a kid, I just thought it was really cool just to have friends that we have many things in common and families that we share so many values in common. And um, 
like we prayed with our families, like my friends, they prayed too. And so I just thought we were a group of people just like praying and, and growing up as Catholics, etc. But I didn't know that, that this was part of a missionary life. Okay. Wow. That's really interesting. So what was it then that made you decide you were going to go to Italy, like to another country? So you moved from Brazil to Italy for one year, you said. For actually for uh, almost uh, three years, I stayed three, yeah, almost three years I stayed in Italy. And uh, I guess when I was growing up more, um, I joined, so when I was a kid, actually, I joined a prayer group that we had in Shalom for Kids. And then then when I became a teenager, I, I jumped to the to the prayer group uh, with other teenagers. And, and I kept going and participating in the prayer groups. And I remember that I think when I was 18, probably, I, I was still part of the prayer group. And I remember this campaign that came uh, in Shalom where the, it was, the title was kind of like, give your vacation to Jesus. And you were invited to spend one month in a, in a different mission. It could be a I don't know, around any other place around Brazil. Some people, they went abroad. And so I took that opportunity to live this experience. And I went to south of Brazil and uh, to a city called uh, Florianópolis. It's a beautiful beach city. And I, I just, I didn't know much about it. I just left. I wanted to do something different, something cool. And then I went to, um, to have this experience. And I would say that there I had such a strong experience with God in a way that I didn't know before. I was, I was part of the prayer groups. I was raised as Catholic. I was going to mass, like to mass on Sundays, but I really didn't know that my relationship with God could be so um, personal. And so uh, during this time that I was living there, um, the, this month, uh, we went, we went on a retreat for a weekend and, and I remember in this retreat, um, some people, they were talking about the story of two saints. One was, uh, St. Francis. The other one was St. Teresa of Avila. And I was just fascinated by, uh, by the life of St. Teresa of Avila. And this guy was saying, he said a quote about the life of St. of St. Teresa that says that, uh, God alone is enough. And for me, it was so simple, but at the same time, it was so intense because I, during that time, I was also living like my first heartbreak. And, uh, and I just realized, my gosh, I am, I am so sad. I'm so heartbroken. I'm so like struggling so much because we like I broke up, we broke up, um, me and, and my boyfriend at that time, we broke up and I was so sad about like the whole story. And, and I, I think in that moment was the first moment that I understood that God, he could fulfill my heart in a such a way that I didn't have to, I didn't have to beg for love anymore. I didn't have to I didn't like God, he could fulfill my heart, you know, God, he could fulfill that desire that I had to be loved, that desire that I had to, to have someone and, and to have that connection with someone. It was just so strong. And, 
it really changed my life, that experience. And that's, I would say that's basically the reason that I decided that I wanted to not only to become Shalom, um, as a member, official member, part of the community, but also to go on a mission. I just, I, that experience was so great that I, I, I wanted to, I wanted more. And I actually uh -huh. called my mom and I said, mom, I'm not coming back home. I'm staying here for a year. <laughs> I'm staying here for a year and uh, that's it. And she's like, no, you're not going to do this. This is crazy. We're going to come back. This is going to pass. <laughs> and so I came back home and I said, you know, I'm going to prove you that I really want this because something really special happened there and I don't want this to stop. And that's when I, I asked the community, I wrote a letter to the community and I asked to go on a mission. And some months after, they told me that I was going to Italy for wow. two years and ended up staying more. Yeah. <laughs> so what part of Italy did you go to? I went to Rome. Um, okay. it's, actually, um, it's actually a small city close Rome called Civita di Castellana. It's a beautiful uh, place, uh, amazing place, amazing people. Um, and I, at the same time I was studying, I was studying Rome, uh, was doing a master in uh, sacred architecture because uh, during that time, that was the way that I could maintain the visa in the country. And so I was blessed that I could even study there um, during this time. So you finished your college in Brazil and then after that, when you moved to Rome and then you started a master's. I actually didn't. I, didn't I, I was still in the middle of my college and because in Brazil is a little different. We do the, we do the college together with the master. So it's not separate. So I, I was still, I was still in the middle of my graduation process. I think I, I was on my fourth year. It was almost six years. I was in my fourth year. And this was actually one of the things that my mom said, you can't stop your, your studies, this is crazy. But I told her, I said, I don't feel that I can't wait. I, I know that I can go and I can come back and I can finish my studies. But I feel that now is a time and I can't waste the opportunity for me to have this experience. And so God was so good that he even gave me the opportunity to study um, there a little bit to conclude actually a master's in uh, in Italy and I think partially he did it for my parents just to to uh, to bless them and not feel so guilty that their daughter was going away and not studying yeah. anymore you know in the yeah. middle of college yeah I think I have a picture of you from Italy so let me just try to pull that up um so did you know Italian and like what or did you have to learn there I had to learn it. So I, I, before I went, I studied Italian for about a month. Uh, but of course, that's not enough for you to really speak fluently. Um, so I, I just had to learn the language. And it was, it was actually wonderful to have this. Yes, uh, yes, yes. This was actually in a, we went to, we were in a market. Um, it's a market for, for chocolate that they have every year. And uh, these no, are were the people, yeah, I'm in the front and, and the rest of the people, they were people from the prayer group that I, that I coordinated there. They were, there are so many like amazing people. It was, it was great because many of them 
actually, they were not so close to the church. And so we ended up getting to know each other and we created this prayer group. Um, we had no idea where this was going to lead us, um, but it was just a great experience to, to just get together and get to know more about who God is. And I remember actually one of them coming to me when I, when I was about to leave Italy and he was saying, thank you so much for teaching me how to pray because I had no idea what that was. And wow. it was just so strong um, because I, I was also learning and, and, and I'm still learning, but uh, I, was, I, was, I was learning that whole experience of how to lead a prayer group. I had no idea how, how to do that. And uh, I'm, God did a lot. God did a lot in their lives. Some of them now, they're part of the community. Some others, they are leading uh, things in their own churches, parishes. Uh, one of them became a Franciscan uh, wow. in the Franciscan order. So it was just really good. Yeah. Okay. So you left Brazil in the middle of college, moved to Italy, didn't know Italian, didn't know how to lead a prayer group, and you moved with people that you, you didn't know before. Or No, no. Okay, Some of them... Some of them I knew, not so well, but I, I, I knew who they were. Um, but of course, we got, we got like much closer when I, when I got there. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. That must have been really scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, I think I was in the perfect age to do that. <laughs> I was 21 when I left and I was just so excited like to get to know the world and just, it, it was a, not only spiritually speaking spiritually speaking it was really strong but i would say i had the opportunity to really mature because i was um i was still living with my parents and and so i i had the opportunity to leave home learn how to learn how to do stuff like learn how to take care of myself learn how to cook learn how to take care of others um I had the opportunity to see other cultures, to see like how people think and to be so close to the, to the, I mean, to the head of the Catholic church. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it was amazing. I had so many great like experiences there, like even learning how to cook Italian food. It was, it was incredible. That's amazing. So, okay. So you stayed in Italy for three years and then what made you decide to leave and you went back to Brazil? I think that that was one of the most hardest decisions that I had to take because I was I didn't want to leave my my desire was to stay and it was it was just really tough because I was dating um, another missionary he was he was actually living in another country he was living in France and then um, he went back home, uh, he went back to Brazil. And for me, it was like the moment where I had to discern and really pray to lis listen to God and discern if, if it was the time for us to invest more in our relationship and, or if I should stay and keep going with a mission there because we were living apart from each other and dating for a little more than two years. Um, so that was the time when I prayed, uh, I prayed with them. Um, my mentors and uh, we discerned that it was time for us to like invest in our relationship, get to know each other more uh, like close. 
Um, but it was so hard for me to leave Italy. I remember my mom, she was planning a whole party for me when I came back home and I was just, I was just so sad. <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to be with people. I just wanted to cry because it was really tough for me to, to leave that, that place, um, to leave the people that I, that I had the opportunity to meet to 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 help them to get closer to god and and also to like them helping me to grow as a missionary as a woman it was it was it was tough but wow. if i hadn't do that um i don't think i would i would be here today in the united states <laughs> i would probably stay there and <laughs> so it was wow. good it was good okay so that was when you were like around 24 you moved back to brazil from italy yeah yeah, okay. I went back and then I, I finally finished college. And the good thing is that I not only finished college, but I also had another master. So God, God, he didn't really, he didn't take away anything. You know, I felt that in the end that I had way more than before because I had the opportunity to conclude college. I had already another master's. Um, so you have two master's degrees. Yeah, so I have two masters. Um, Sacred architecture. One, yeah, one one in, in architecture and the other one is in. Uh, is, it, I would say sacred architecture. It's it's actually called architecture for the liturgy. Um, yeah, but I I really didn't feel that God he took away things uh like living leaving my country and then going to Italy I I felt that I had so much more actually of course my 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 class that I studied they had already graduated and I had to join another class but all the I would say all the 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 things that I had the opportunity to mature during this trip to learn another language and to just open my head to 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 think in a different way and to actually get to know more uh, who the church was uh, in Italy it was it was so good I I do not regret at all wow so what was it like going back to Brazil and like I know you said your friends had already moved on and like you were you were a different person coming back to your hometown yeah. and your family. Yeah, I was definitely a different person. Um, my, I think my way of thinking was not was not the same anymore. It, it was so much. I I don't know. I it was so much bigger, you know. That when I came back uh, to my my home city, it was really hard because I didn't feel that I that I belonged. Uh, only there anymore I felt that I was part of something even bigger you know it's almost like you're part of the the world you're part of a yeah I one day I was I was I was listening this talk from this woman that was talking about enculturation and she says that when you leave your hometown and you go to live in another place especially if it's another country you don't feel that you belong to that place anymore and that's exactly how i felt i i i felt that i was uh, like partially italian partially brazilian you know um and and my desire was i want more you know i want more i might it was so weird because my friends they came they would come to me and say you don't want to stop come on you have to stop and you, and you have to stop thinking about going abroad or going to other cities or but for me, 
I, I just couldn't, you know, it was almost like denying myself. And I tried really hard sometimes to deny myself and just like be live this like normal life, which doesn't mean it's bad. It's just like different. My, my heart really desired more, you know, I wanted more and I want, I wanted to, to get to know even more other cultures and just have the opportunity to give myself and to be a missionary in other countries. So it was, it was definitely hard. But I knew it was time for me to be there, uh, complete college. And, and, and when I finished college, that was when I came to the United States. <laughs> oh, really? Right after you graduated college? Yeah, um, almost, almost right after. I would okay. say I graduated in July and I traveled in October. So, <laughs> so at that point, okay, and so then at that point, had you broken up with your boyfriend that was from France that you were moved back to Brazil to get closer to? No, we are still dating. Um, and I, and I had, I didn't know that I was going to come to Boston to live here. I, I thought I was, I was just coming my, my whole idea was I'm going to, I'm going to United States cause I want to learn English and I miss so much like this, that mission, uh, environment that I had from abroad and I just would like to live this experience again because I know that once I I start working uh, like in a company I'm not going to be able to leave that easy so I, I, I decided to leave right after I graduated and so I, I came to spend six months in Michigan um, I had a, a host family that um, that hosted me for those months and they were also incredible because I had no one around me that were Brazilians and I really had the opportunity to learn um, to learn the language and it was it was a great experience um, but during this time uh, I really felt that God he was calling me to something more and I I I didn't know that I was going to um, like to to come to Boston. My idea was was basically I, I would I would come here. I would study English. I would go back to Brazil, and I would keep going with my life. Maybe get married and and like start my my own office, my company with architecture. But everything changed, and and that was when I received a call from Muriel. Muriel, uh, you remember her, Danny? She she used to be the the. I would say the the coordinator of the mission here in Boston and she called me and said hey we are opening this mission and what do you think about you coming here to help us to uh to build the mission and so she called you when you were living in Michigan but she was already in Boston yeah. okay she was already in Boston and when she called me I was like yes I uh <laughs> I want to go I want to go and I, a little bit before that, um, so I, I feel that it was also part of this whole discernment that um, God was not uh, taking me and my ex-boyfriend in, in, in the same direction anymore. And it was time for us also to, to decide to go into different ways. And, and so I thought, well, I don't have anything that holds me back anymore. So why not? And I just, um, of course, I did all this. Uh, it was not only like, yes, I will go. Why not? You know, I prayed, um, did this discernment. And 
and I and I decided to to come to Boston. Wow. And did you know like how long you would be in Bo- like did you think oh I'm going to go to Boston for one year? Or did you have a time no, frame? I didn't have I didn't have a time frame. Um I I think once I got this proposal from Uriel, I start thinking, okay, so what what do you want, Lord, um, with all this? And, and I started to think what was uh, God's purpose for me. Um, deep inside, I knew, I knew that since I left Italy, like this desire to really live my mission, to really like, announce Christ in other nations, this was still really strong in me. And so I knew that this was part of the plan, but concretely what he wanted me to do while I'm doing all of this, like I, I, I didn't know. And, and it was, it was something that God was developing like little by little, you know, and I, and so when I, when I went back, I decided to, I went to, to Boston. I decided to apply for some uh, English schools. I wanted to get some kind of a certificate for, to help me. And I, and so I, I applied for some universities that I, I wanted to learn a little more and become more proficient in uh, urban design. And I kept studying and, and, and I got a scholarship actually to go to Northeastern. But that was when something very sudden happened in my family and I had to, and I had to go back to Brazil. Okay, so just to back up for one second, so what did your parents think when you told them, hey, I'm going to Boston and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to move there and I don't know how long it's going to be for? Oh my gosh. Um, my dad, he was always supportive. Um, he knew I wasn't just, he knew that I wasn't uh, irresponsible. He knew that I, he knew that I just had like this spirit of adventure, this spirit of of uh of going out and really and really like embracing all the cultures and, and and really like announcing jesus and living my mission in other places he he knew like he could he i think he could really understand um my desire i think for my mom it was it was really hard for her because I think as a mother, she, she was, she was worried, oh my gosh, and and, and this is not too crazy. What, what is going to happen? And what about your, your professional life, et cetera. And so it was, I, it was definitely harder for my mom. And I remember when I, when I was packing my bag to go and we were talking and, and she was like, oh my gosh, there you go. Again, you're going to leave to another country. And I, she, she told me that I don't remember me saying that, but she said, I said, mom, I, you really need to let me go because I'm happy. I'm happy this way. And, and so I, she told me that from that day on, she was like, yes, my, what I want for my, for my daughter is her happiness. And I can really, I can really tell that she is happy today in um living abroad and and really embracing her her mission as shalom in in other places wow so okay so you moved to boston you were here for a while and then you said you got some news in your family yeah and what was so so we always like um as a missionary everything that we do we always um 
we always try to put prayer as the as the, per, the first part of our decisions. And so with all these decisions that I took, prayer was also was always um, like a crucial point where I, I didn't just take decisions just like, oh, I'm going to do this. It was always like, God, I, my heart desires this. Um, is this something that you want to? And and so I was, I was always careful to have God in these decisions. And so I, I, I came to Boston and I stayed here for, I think, about a year or a year and a half. And then a little, a little bit after that, I um, got some news from my family that my dad, he was diagnosed with ALS. And that was so such a hard time because... I, I couldn't understand what God was doing for me. It was like, God, but you wanted me to come here. Now I'm establishing myself here. I'm creating my roots here. I just got a scholarship from Northeastern. And uh, like, why, why, why all of this is happening? And, and, and just thinking about my dad, like he was always the most, uh, the like always the healthiest in my family and all of this was happening it was it was very confusing it was very confusing it was very painful but I remember I think a week before I left I prayed I prayed again and I and I and this time I, I was uh, praying with Muriel and God he gave us a word that was talking about the Ten Commandments and saying that was time for me to honor my parents um not that I wasn't honoring my parents, um, like living abroad and, and keep going with my life, but it was time to honor them going back and, and helping to take care of my dad in that situation. So I, so I left. I had no idea if I was going to come back to Boston. And that was really like really a very difficult time uh, because I, I left Brazil uh, I left my dad in a way, and when I came back, he was completely different. Um, he wasn't, he was walking with a difficulty, he was uh, speaking with a difficulty, he was being fed by the tube, and so it was, it was very different. It was, everything was very different. Wow. And when you went back to Brazil, did you have, did you think, oh, I'm going to go and spend one year with my dad? Or did you think I'm going to go back and stay in Brazil with my family? Or you didn't know? I, I didn't know. I knew that what God was doing um, in me in Boston, he was going to, to conclude, to conclude in like, at some point he was going to, to conclude that because I remember one time praying with the Psalms saying that everything that God, he starts, he finishes. So the work that God, he was doing me at some point he was going to conclude. I just had no idea like uh, how, how this was going to be. I had no hopes that I was going to go back to Boston again once I was in Brazil, because I mean, I, I just couldn't predict anything. And so I, when I went back, I stayed for almost a year just um, taking care of my dad, just helping him with his finances, just trying to organize my parents' life. My mom had just um, become retired and my dad, he couldn't work anymore because he was sick. And so I, I really had to step up and, and, and really help my family um, 
um, like financially, um, like in the house and at the same time helping my dad with his disease. And so it was, it was definitely a very, definitely a, a very difficult time. Um, this is you and Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that is, um, uh, me, my mom, my niece, my sister-in-law, um, my nephew and my dad. Okay. And, um, so the first, I would say that the first month that I was there when my dad got sick, it was so, it was so crazy. Like I, I had really to adapt into this new style of life that I didn't think that I would be in. In, a, in some ways I felt that I was like a father, a mother, um, a spouse, uh, like a manager. It, it was, it was just a lot at once. And it, it was really hard. And I, and I remember like at some point, I think I realized, my gosh, I'm not even having time to pray because one, from the moment that I wake up to the moment that I go to sleep, it's just this ongoing thing and, and, and just taking care of, of my family and, and trying to see how we're going to provide everything for my dad because everything was so expensive. And so I, I said, I, I, I can't, I can't keep going like this. I really need something that is going to give me some, some kind of support emotionally, spiritually for me to keep going because otherwise I won't be able to. And that was when I decided to wake up like super early. This, there's a church right next to my house. They had mass really early in the morning and, and they had um, the, the Holy Sacrament exposed after mass. And that's how every day I started my days. I, I went to mass and then I, I stayed in the chapel praying for a couple hours. And then I would go home and I would do everything that was necessary for my family, for my dad and and that was that really changed uh, everything because I really experienced that I was suffering, but I wasn't in despair. I it was it was difficult, but I wasn't hopeless. You know, it, it, I cannot even explain like so well how that how I experienced all that. But it, that was really the first time in my life that I could touch what like the grace of God really is, you know, I, I could feel, um, God, uh, helping us, you know, I could feel God helping me. I could feel God, um, helping my dad to keep going, you know, because his disease is, uh, the degenerative. And so every day he was getting worse, you know, and, and, and God, he, he really did something, um, in me, he really did something. My family during that time, my dad, he became, he was already a, a, like a man, like uh, he was praying sometimes. He was always faithful to Sunday mass, but he really became a man of prayer. He, he was doing like his Bible study every day. He was reading like the word of God every day. Um, we had some people bringing Eucharist for him sometimes during the week. And so mm -hmm. I could really see a man who, who acknowledged that he was sick and like turning his life to what was essential, you know? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you, it was through that like daily prayer. That was what really like, even though everything around you, it was like a difficult time and you were suffering and you were thinking like, why God, I was in Boston. Like, 
why did this happen to my family? Why am I back here? But like through that commitment to daily prayer was what like kept you grounded. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I had, I have no other explanation because I feel that when you are exposed to suffering like this, like you, like you really need something else that is going to help you to go through that, you know, because at times, um, at times the only, the only thing that you wanted to do was to cry, you know, and, and it was good to cry, you know, it was important for me to cry and to, and to live that pain. But at the same time, the end was not my, my, my crying. The end was not my sadness. The end was always God. I know you're here with me and the word of God really feeding me every day, every day, every day, listening to the Psalms, every day, praying with the gospel, because the words from God, they're always full of hope. And, and so at times where I, I could see myself like, God, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know how to keep going with this, with this. I like at times where we didn't have money for us to keep paying the, for, with the, the home care, it was just coming to God and saying, God, you are in control and we really need you to, to step up and do something. We had so many people that would just come and say, Hey, uh, we collected this money and we would like to give it to you, to your family. Um, mm-hmm like different things that happened during that time, people that, Hey, I I don't have money, but I I would like to come to help you. And so sometimes they came and they offer their services. They were just like washing things in the house and they were just like helping us with service. Um, The community was constantly coming to our house to pray with us. Uh, My mom, she couldn't participate from, from her cell, the, the meeting prayer that she has in the community, many times they came to participate in our house. Many came, they, they did the, the meeting prayer in our house. And so we felt supported. We felt supported by, by, by God's providence through all these people. That's amazing. It's, and it sounds like, I mean, I, I feel like throughout your story where you're saying like you, you're moving to a new country and you're, you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know for how long. And then you move back. It's like, you're just like always abandoning yourself in God's hands and, and so what yeah. point did you, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's not easy. It's not easy because like as human beings, we love control. <laughs> we love to create plans. We love to have like, to feel that we have control. And, and I think my personality is very much like this. I love to feel that I have control of the things, things are organized and I know what I'm going to do. And it was just, it was just, um, I think for me, it was an experience to realize that I don't have control of my life. You know, I have control of maybe what I'm doing today, right now, my, my choices today, but I didn't have control of like what was going to happen to my family, what was going to happen to my dad, what was going to happen to my own life. And so I, it, it, it was difficult, you know, but having this experience of praying every day it really helped me to, you know, I feel that God is calling me to be here today. Tomorrow, I don't know, but, but today, today my heart is at peace, you know? And so it was, it was really like a daily surrender through prayer because it it was not, it was not easy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then at what point did you decide to leave Brazil again and come back to Boston? 
Yeah. So I think after a year, God, he, I would say a little less than a year. God, he started to talk to me um, in my prayer um, about my missionary life again. And not that I wasn't a missionary during that time. Because, I mean, once a missionary, you are a missionary no matter where, where you are. The mission that God, he was calling me to live during that time, it was a mission with my family. Dedicate my time to my family and just bring uh, Christ to my family during that time. Just be with them. Um, but then God, he started to talk to me again about like, um, um, mission in, in, in another place, mission and in another country. And it was, it was difficult because I would, I would hear these things. Um, my authorities, my mentors in the community, they would talk to me about, about these things. And, and I said, how, how, how can I do this with, my dad just getting worse. How, 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 how am I going to do that? And so I kept asking God to convince my heart, God, if this is what you want, I want you to open the way because, because today the, the way doesn't seem to be opened. And so, um, I think after a year, probably a year and a half that I was, um, that I was living in Brazil, um, things, they seem to be more in place, you know, like I had to got the home care. Um, we, we had things more organized, you know, a little more in place. And, and that's when I, with my family, with my dad, and that's when I, I started to see, okay, so it seems that things, they, like the, the hurricane that, that, that we lived in the first months, it's, it's, it's a little better. Um, and then I, I, one day I, I, I decided to bring this to my, to my parents. And I said, so mom and dad, this, like, I, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here helping you. Um, I, I, I feel blessed that I am here with you, but at the same time, this is what God has been uh, talking to me. And he has been also saying that he wants me to keep going with my life. And, and so I, I prayed, I, I remember I cried, um, cause it was, it was very difficult for me to do this. And I said, I, I just don't know what to do because I want to be with you at the same time. I know that there is a part of my life that, um, is, is also asking me to, to give some attention. And that was like my professional life. Um, like my, my, like the rest of the areas of my life that I had to keep going. Cause I was really focused on devoting my time to my family during that, that whole year. Mm-hmm. And so we prayed, we prayed together. And my mom, she, she asked a word for God, uh, from God. And we like the three of us, we opened the Bible together and my mom, she started reading uh, a passage from um, the gospel of Matthew that was saying, um, I don't remember exactly the words from the gospel, but basically said, um, you do not, you, you do not have to worry with, um, with anything. You do, you do not have to worry about the people that has not the power to over your life. You have to worry about me. You have to worry about what I have to tell you. 
because what I have to tell you is, go, is what is going to take you to heaven. And the, the passage was also saying, do not be afraid because all, uh, each hair of your, your head, they're all counted. I know everything of your life. And so that was really powerful. And, and I just asked my mom, I said, mom, so what do you think? What do you think God is saying? She was like, I think it's really clear. It's really clear that, that God, he wants you to not be afraid and, and to go. And so for me, that was so strong because I would never think that my mom, she would say something like this to me, but she was really like, I, I think that really God was the one that opened her heart for her to see mm-hmm. and, and, and to let me, not, not only to let me go, but to encourage me to go. And, and that was a very difficult um, situation at some, so many times I, I would blame myself. I think I would say, why am I going? I can't believe I'm leaving my family. And it was really difficult, but um, God, he was really calling me to be mature uh, at that time, you know, and, and to trust what he wanted what he was preparing for me in the future and go. And so that was when a few months, I think after one month after I left, I came back to Boston. Wow. And what was that like saying goodbye to your father and to your family? Knowing so, and you didn't you would plan to stay in Boston that time and not come back. Yeah, I was planning to come to go in 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 of course I had to see with the visa and et cetera how this w- would work, but my plan was to come and 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 just keep going with my life here. Um and I remember when I said goodbye to my dad, oh my gosh, I cried so much on that day. I, I tried not to cry too much in front of him because I didn't want him to feel bad, but it was really difficult. And, and, and for me, it was like, you know, the, I'm really taking this, this decision out of faith because God, he was not he was not saying like he was not healing my dad. So then I could go, you know, it was for me an experience of, I am following God's will in in the midst of this challenge. And I'm choosing this and I have no idea if I'm going to leave here. And my dad, when I come back, my dad is going to be here. It was, it was, it was really, it was really painful because it was just a, like literally a step uh, like to on faith without really seeing anything. You know, I, I, I really couldn't see. Like I had no idea when my dad was going to die. I had no idea what was going to happen. I just I just left and I and I told God, I said, this is definitely the most difficult thing that I've ever done in my life. And I just ask you to be merciful to me and and give me the grace to see my dad again. But I really, like, I really didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. And so now you've been in Boston for how long since you came back? Two years? Now I have been here for, I think, more than two years. I think I came back in um, 2017. No, 2018 probably June 2018 I think that was when I when I came back and just I think just today looking back to everything that happened during those years it's unbelievable and I just 
I'm just so grateful that God, he gave me this courage to do this because it was, I, I'm sure it was not something that came just for me. You know, I had my desire, but at the same time, it, it was really God that gave me this opportunity to go. Um, and looking back today and seeing that now I, like I have my professional life, I, 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 I'm working with something that I love. I'm working with uh, different languages and cultures, like working for the Archdiocese of Boston. At the same time, I am married. And um, it's just incredible to see what God has done during this life, you know, and what I have missed um, if, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I didn't have the courage to take this leap of faith. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't probably be married. And, um, I, yeah, that's, that's basically <laughs> describes a lot. My relationship with my husband. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd marry an American and live in Boston? I never, <laughs> never, never in my whole life. I would think that I would marry an American. And this, this, I, this is one of the most wonderful gifts that God, he gave me because, our relationship like, came in the middle of this whole thing with my dad. And it was something that gave me so much uh, support. It gave me so much joy. Um, like Matthew, he, he never had the opportunity to meet my dad when he was healthy. So he only met my dad when he was sick. Uh, which is like really sad. Sometimes we talk about this and it's really sad. I really wish he had met my dad before. Um, your dad now he can't talk even, right? No. Matthew, when, um, when I was still living in Brazil, he, he, he came to meet my family and that was when he came to ask me to date him. And it was, it was so crazy because like we, 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 just, we start dating and we're we're dating from a distance um and we we didn't know like we didn't know if i was going at that point i didn't know if i was going to go to boston if he was going to come to brazil to live for a while we we just didn't know we just knew that god he wanted us together and we wanted to be with each other you know Mm -hmm. but um like uh, i would say some months of our relationship we're, we're dating a distance of course, it was difficult, but at the same time, it was so good because we, we spent so much time talking to each other, and that really like helped to develop our friendship with each other, and he, um, I would say very often, he, he had the opportunity to come to Brazil, um, probably, I think he came twice within like eight months, and the first time it was to ask to date me, and then he met my family. That was quite overwhelming for him because he met me. Oh, like he, well, he has to date me, and then he met my family. <laughs> he met my brothers, <laughs> and and but at the same time, it was great because he he had the opportunity to really see what I was living with my family, with my dad, and my dad was not able to to talk anymore when he came, and so they basically had to communicate like my dad was writing math was talking Matthew didn't really spoke uh speak portuguese during that time but he was really he was trying so hard and 
but it was great. He brought so much joy uh, during this during this time, you know. And he really like it was really a great source of uh, strength that God he gave me during that time too. Wow, that's amazing! And you guys got married last summer. Yeah, so we got married last summer. Um, he's they almost his whole family traveled Brazil. to Brazil. Okay. Yes, uh, I was his old family traveled to Brazil. We had some some of our friends from here, from other parts around the, the world, like some friends that I had in Italy, um, some friends that he had in Italy when he lived there, and it was it was wonderful. I felt sad because some of my friends from Boston they were not there, like Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I wish but, I could have been there. Yeah, but it was, it was wonderful. It was, it was wonderful. Also challenging because um, I had so such hopes that my dad, he would be able to be present in the wedding, the church. And as the only daughter, um, like when we, when a girl gets married, like the, of course you want your dad to be the person that takes you to your, your future husband. But it didn't happen that way. It was, it was really painful. I, I think that the first, the month before the wedding, I, like my heart, my heart was really struggling with this. And I, I was just asking God to help me the grace to accept if, if he, if he was not going to be present and it was, it was really tough, but um, he just couldn't go because of his yeah he couldn't go because he he was already he was riding the wheelchair and he he had like so many machines around like with him and his uh, immune system was very weak and so it, it was it was really like it would be really challenging for him probably very very exhausting we were going to expose him too much and so uh, on the week of the wedding we decided that um, with him, like we decided with him that the best thing was that, um, he was going, he wasn't going to be in the church. That was, that was really, really, really painful. Um, but we, um, we rented his tuxedo and then we dressed him right after the mass. We drove, uh, with everybody to, to my parents' house. We took a picture with him and, we we had the 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 priest that celebrated our wedding to come and to to give a blessing all together the founder of our community uh, moises also came and we had this special moment of course it can't be compared to having him in the church but this this was what god he allowed me to have um and i think at some point i had to realize that like life doesn't really happen though the way we think and we have to be mature also to accept some some things you know i think it's okay to be said but at the same time like uh, at some point we have to accept how 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 life goes and and to see beyond because God, he really gave me a grace on the day of the wedding to be so joyful. Like I was so happy that the fact that I didn't have my dad on the day of the, of the wedding didn't really take away my joy. I, 
on that, that day, I decided to get home, uh, to get dressed at the house. And then I had all my friends, all my bridesmaids and my mom, and we were all together at the house. And, and I took pictures with him before I, I left to the church. And then um, I had my, my mom to take me to until half of the, of the aisle. And then I had my two brothers waiting for me. And then my two brothers uh, took me uh, to Matthew. And I also had the founder of our community, Boises, to, um, to, to sit on the place that my dad would be sitting the, in, the, in the mass. So he was with my mom the whole time. We took a family picture together. He was representing my dad. And so I, I felt really blessed too that I had the opportunity to have the founder of our community also representing my dad because I know that he is my spiritual, spiritual father, but at that moment, it was... It was strong to to also have him to represent my my father, you know, my my the 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 father who raised me, and, and in some ways he was there and he was representing, um, he was being re represented by our father, and and I felt really blessed for that. Wow. Thank you so much, Jamile, for all of your sharing, and thank you so much for your life. The testimony of your life speaks so loud and has spoken so loud to me, and it's. Yeah, it was so great to hear like the whole story. Um, if you could leave us with one like quote or phrase that you think like really sums up kind of your experience or, you know, your, your relationship with God or your missionary life, what would it be? I think I would go back to the quote from Centuries of Avila, um, the quote that I listened to. Um, in the, the retreat when I had my first experience with God that uh, she was saying that God alone is enough. And I would say that really God alone is enough. Not that like the people around us doesn't matter, like all, they all matter. But um, when we go through the challenges that we have in our lives, um, God is really the one that the one that is going to give you comfort. God is really the one that is going to give you meaning. God is really the one that is going to give you all the strength that comes from inside. You know, it's great to have people helping us, loving us. It's very important as human beings. We, we, we need each other, but um, really like having God as the center of our life, as the source of our of love, the love that we search as the center of our strength and faith really makes a complete, like the, the complete difference. You know, it, it's, it's really God. Like we can search for all the things, but, it, but in the end, it's really God, the one that is uh, going to fulfill our hearts and, and help us to keep going with challenges, with good times, bad times, you know. And so God alone is enough. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for watching. And for more information about the Shalom Catholic community, you can check out our YouTube channel at Shalom Boston. Thank you so much, Jamili. And thank you. For thank you so for much watching. for having me, guys. Thank you, Danielle. I love it. Thank you. God bless you all. Shalom. Shalom.